You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the After Buzz TV After Show of Revolution Season 1. It's the continuation, episode 11 and 12 we're talking about today. Being is for doing. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Megan Thomas. And with me today, we have the incomparable... Larissa Shamar. The cultured athlete, Brandon London, but I, I don't think I can go by the cultured athlete right now because this is not a sports type show. It's not, but you're a fan of Revolution, of course, right? I'm definitely a fan of Revolution. So this exactly. is Brandon London, the fan, not Brandon London, the athlete. I feel showed up. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm the coaching athlete. already. That's all right. That's all right. So let's jump right into it. Let's talk about um, what happened. So Revolution has been on a three-month hiatus. Yes. Finally came back for the last half of season one. Yeah. And it's come back with a bang. So let's jump right into it. Um, episode 11. It's called The Stand. And we start off with. Basically, where were we left off? Uh, episode ten, you know, right. they uh, they just got out of Philly. They got Danny. They got Rachel. You know, they didn't even know Rachel was there, but you know, that's a bonus. They they're getting up out of there, and look, there's a helicopter. There's a helicopter <laughs> a because helicopter. Rachel made the amplifier, right? Amplifier. Yes, they have power now. I mean, the crazy thing about it is like when it kind of came back on, it's like they're running, and all of a sudden you see this helicopter shooting at, them. and they, and they kind of at first they look like, yeah, what are we supposed to do? Power. Well, because, I mean, but think about it. It's been 15 years 15 since anybody's, years. you know, and the kids probably don't even remember what a helicopter is. So they're probably just staring like, what is this thing? But well, at the same time, looking like this guy, he's trying to kill you guys. He has a helicopter. <laughs> what do you do? You run. <laughs> like, so, seriously. True. But I, I guess I can understand why there was the hesitation because, I mean, you haven't seen this for 15 years. You First of all, they didn't even know what the amplifier could do because if yeah, you remember, yeah. Rachel ran out of there and just left it. Yeah. And so now they're saying, okay, this thing is being flown. But here's what I have a question about. Who knew how to fly this helicopter? <laughs> All of a sudden, somebody read the manual, like, five-second manual. Right? <laughs> it was a shaky or anything. Right. Like, I am a professional. So, I mean, I guess I can understand if it was maybe a, a former pilot, fighter pilot, that was part of the Monroe Republic. Well, look, maybe the pilot knew what was going on, but whoever had the machine gun definitely didn't know what was going on but, with the gun because he missed. Yeah, he, he missed, missed the everybody. Like, how do you just <laughs> not on. see people and miss them? But at the same time, you must look at, like, the Monroe. It's like everybody's kind of military experts to a certain extent. So True. I think a lot of the individuals probably have some military background. But then it's like, oh, well, just... Hey, anybody can fly? Yes, exactly. Like, if we ever get power, 
You're the one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, You're I'm going to wait. 15 years later, I get my chance <laughs> You're to fly this thing. So, of course, the the helicopter misses them. Yeah. I don't know how all, how many of them is it right now? So, you got Miles running. You got Charlie, Danny, Rachel, Nora, like and Aaron. Aaron. Six people running. Six people. Yeah. Hit. And nobody, and nobody, nobody gets nobody. hit. So, I guess that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> and they end up going to, like, running to a diner. Diner. Yeah. A yeah. diner. Yeah. And they hide out in like the freezer, freezer yeah, and yeah. this helicopter blows the building to shreds. Yeah, it's kind of suspect that a freezer, <laughs> helicopter missile, and you're still alive. I understand like most trees probably like 10 inches thick, but at the same time, it's not, it wasn't believable to me. They, they turned that corner quick. They must have turned the corner, got the door open, hopped, got all six people in. <laughs> they just right? knew that freezer and was then there. closed it real quick. Yeah. You know, right. didn't have to search for it. But, hey, God, God loves TV. Like, God <laughs> hey. loves TV. You can do what you want. Right. So, I mean, that, that to me was the funny part that they could just get in. Like, nothing happened to them. And so this is, I guess, in a sense is a good thing because you didn't want to yeah. start the season off and somebody died at the beginning yeah. of yeah. the the second half of the season yeah. after yeah. it's been on hiatus. Yeah. So I guess I can understand why they're like, we're just going to let them live, at least most That's of them cool. for I now. I mean, they're like That's the cool. star cast. Like, nobody yeah. from the star cast would die, like, in the beginning. In the beginning. I don't know. Do we'll, we'll, go, we'll get into that. So then let's cut back to um, Major Neville, yeah. Tom Neville, who is... I guess the right hand man, second hand man to uh, Sebastian Monroe. Yes, and he tells Sebastian, "Hey, they we, we we didn't find any bodies, and more than likely they escaped. We're talking about Miles Matheson, so more than likely they're gone." So Monroe is kind of like nonchalant about it. He's like, "It doesn't matter. We have power. Yeah, we have so." Power. Good for them. We have power. (laughs) My oven works. (laughs) (laughs) Now I can make stuff. Yeah, and he (laughs) he tells Monroe that if excuse me, Monroe tells um, Captain Neville that if he finds Miles to kill him, which is like a big thing because if you think about it, in the in episode ten they were fighting him, and I mean they were fighting each other, and Miles lets him go. He doesn't kill him. Had another chance to kill him, but I think this is what did it because. Uh, Miles had told Sebastian Monroe, what did he say? We're dead now. I want nothing more to do with you. So now, you know, I think I guess Monroe was always hanging on that that one chance of them reuniting and him being complete again. And my boy is back. Yeah. But I mean, for him to tell you, tell him, like, you mean nothing to me. I have my family now. Kill him. And that's sad because they're like best friends. I mean, but you look at like Miles has actually become like a reform, not even like rebel. He's just kind of like neutral on both sides. But just because like it's his family now. So he look at like my brother died. I have to kind of take care of the family now. So he really don't want to kind of be part of militia. I understand. He feels guilty. Yeah. And then here Bass is. He's no longer his one piece. His one family was Miles. Yeah. His one person that, you know, he he truly loved. This is brother Miles. And Miles is kind of like you're done. So now he's ruthless. He's like, kill him. I don't care. Do what you got to do. do Sad. We'll see how that goes. So then um, the the we'll say Charlie and Company. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie and Company. Uh, Echo. 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 Oh, so yeah. now they, they're going to the rebel camp of Echo. Now. Yeah, they're going to Echo. So Charlie and Company goes to Echo. Yeah. Um, and they get there. They they hide in the guys hiding coffins, which is kind of smart, I think. But can you imagine how it probably stunk though? But they only had like one dead body. How do you know? That's, it was only like four four caskets on it. Oh, I thought they only I thought it was probably more, but they just like, didn't show it. Yeah, it was only like four caskets and like 
obviously he just kind of chose the one with the dead body. So how, like, what what would have happened if he chose one of their the live people's coffin? Going to war. Somebody's dying tonight. Going to war. But they have guns. They had guns right there. I don't know. They wouldn't have win though. They played it cool. You know, Charlie uses her head again because that's that's pretty much all she's good for at this point. She's not. She hasn't turned into a killer yet. And yeah. Nora, you know, Nora had to use it. They had to use their brain to defuse the situation. I think, you know, that kudos to her character for getting them out of that situation. I think the branding helped, though. The Monroe branding that she has on oh, her wrist. Yeah. Yeah. When she kind of showed it to him, it was like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of part of Monroe. And it's like, okay, well, we yeah. still have to check it just for precautions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And a good thing that that brand came in handy. Yeah. Because I didn't know how that was going to turn out when she did get that brand. Um, so the one thing that we find out is that they escape. Yeah. Everybody gets out of their coffins. They have their reunions. Hug, yeah. hug. And then Aaron asks the questions that everybody's been wanting to know. Rachel, where have you been? What have you been doing? What is going on? <laughs> we have been asking these questions for months. And finally, Aaron asks her. And what does she say? She I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. She's like, I'll tell you. Oh, she's like, what did she say specifically? Oh, she said, I'll answer your questions in due time. But she's like real kind of patient with every, everybody. You know, everybody like, okay, cool. Like, we need some information. But she's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll talk to you later. Like, like you kind of like do you like your kids and stuff. You're like, all right, go watch yeah. TV. <laughs> Mommy's like cooking or something. Like, seriously, she just kind of yeah. brushed everybody's off. And I think the reason that she does that is because Rachel is very, um, she's kind of a fractured, broken person. Because yes. if you think about it, she's been held in captivity for 15 years. And Lord knows what has happened to her. You know, she probably might have gotten beaten, raped, punched, tortured. Mm-hmm. Mentally, she's probably just gone through it. So I think she's kind of a fractured person. And she's just like, give me a minute. You know, I... I'll just let me breathe for a second, and then yeah. I'll tell y'all. Let me after you. Sees her kids. She finally sees her yeah. kids. Both of her kids. She sees that they're alive. She sees that one was being held captive. She goes through the whole situation with uh, the one scientist and his daughter having to kill him to to remain alive. Rachel's a fighter, you know, and like she you is. said, it could have been a very overwhelming situation. She probably just needed yeah. time to. I mean, I, I put Rachel on a level of uh, Monroe, Miles, and herself because like they would do anything to survive. Killers. Everybody. Killers. So you don't think other people will? <laughs> no. I mean, they will if they have to, but it's just like one of those things like, it's either going to be you or me. But that's what makes the show so great. Yeah. Because it's now, it makes you look at yourself now and be like, it's either you or me. Because we're going to talk about the beard. And yes. We're gonna, we're, we're <laughs> we were talking earlier, but that's the, that's the great thing about the show. It's uh, what would I do type thing. That's what draws you to the show. What would I do in that situation? Yeah, so. because I think in, in any situation, I think any of these characters have the right formula within them that if they're pushed up against the wall, they're going to snap. Even even Aaron, even nice little yeah, yeah. Aaron is going to snap. Because they, you remember, like, back in the beginning of the first season, he he left his wife, who he loved. Yeah. It's like the only person that really knew him and loved him. Remember, he left her there because he was like, I can't care for her yeah. and take care of her the way she needs to be taken care of, so I'm going to have to leave her. That was tough. I think that's kind of a coward mode, though, because he feel like, hey, you know, I can't do nothing for anybody else, not even for myself, so why should I kind of even try to partake and try to like help somebody else because he was basically like a nerdy guy had a lot of money but at the same time like he had no self self like understand who who he was as a person he wasn't that protector he's like oh i can provide for you financially but i can't protect you from 
you know, Brandon or Megan or something like that. But is that but is that a selfish move or is that a very loving move? Because I would think that being selfish, she'd be like, well, we're just going to stay together. And I know I can't help her, but at least we're together. Or is it better that he lets her go with people who can protect her and keep her safe and then leave because he's just a hindrance to them? But at the same time, you're there together. Okay. He would have died in that camp, though. He probably would. That's why he left. That's where he would right now. That's right. He, he would have got somebody killed. He would have fell asleep. Yeah, he always that person that will always do like the wrong thing you know, to get somebody else killed. He, he would be that he person. He would be that guy. But the fact that he has Miles here, he has Rachel here. He's in the right camp. His brain can be utilized, and all he has to do is, you know. Shank somebody every once in a while. And I think he's coming. I I feel like, you know, in later episodes, he's actually going to probably show, you know, surprise us. Because in episode 10, what did he do? He actually. What he had, he was the one that that blew up the wall so that they could get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that was yeah, a big step for him. Yeah. And I think that was you know redemption for him. So I think we're gonna see in the later episodes that that Aaron's role is gonna be pivotal, especially if they get power back. I want to yeah. see him get angry. Oh yeah. I want to see Aaron get it's angry. Just the quiet ones you gotta wait. Like, right. Because you know what's gonna happen when, when he get angry and he start killing people. Everybody gonna look at him like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to well, say. Like, yeah. go, right. go. Right. But that's that's the great thing about revolution. Like, yeah. You see him. He was he was a millionaire, billionaire. Uh, you see uh, the, the the wife Rachel and 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 the husband. They were scientists. You see Neville uh, was a insurance guy. I'm wondering what would you, what would you be if all the lights came off? What, what, what would you be? What would you be your role in a, in a refugee camp? I'm Are done. You a killer? I'm out. I'm You're out. not a killer. I'm, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. That's too uh, I don't know what I would do. I would, and I thought about that. I'm like, okay, what could I really do? I guess the only thing that I could do is I'm kind of country. I'm from Kentucky, and I I know a little bit how to like grow and cultivate food because okay. <laughs> we've always okay. had gardens. So I think that would be me. I'd be like the head gardener. Uh, so you'd be part of the rebel. I would be, or I mean... Morals, or the militia. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You from Jersey, you a city either. boy. How you going to handle that? I know, city boy. What are you going to do? I'm part of the militia. you <laughs> <laughs> part of the militia. I'm sorry. I don't want to shoot you. Bro. I got to do it. it. Sorry. Brandon, what are you? How would you How would you make it if you were in revolution times? I'd be a rebel fighter hiding in caves waiting for the militia to walk through the pass. And then I'm going to jump out and ambush the troops. Oh, you're gone. By yourself. (laughs) By yourself. By yourself. No, it was funny just because I was telling her, like, to get into the the show. I watched uh, episode 1 through 12 this past weekend, and I cut all my electricity. Well, I didn't cut it off. I just turned all the lights off. I couldn't (laughs) shave. I didn't do anything. I kind of cheated because I plugged my computer in the wall so I could use my Wi-Fi to watch the, the show. But... I didn't have a razor to to to, to do anything. Like I, I couldn't cut my hair, and I couldn't just go to the refrigerator. I yeah. put a bunch of ice and tried to tried to live like that, and it just got me thinking. Like, what if I really had to live like that? Like, I can't. There's no more pretty boy cultured athlete. There's I hear grimy. My face itches right now. I'm right. Like, What's going on? And I'm not even gonna be funny. There's this. Um, we'll talk about it later. Um, but it, as you're saying this, it reminds me when I was watching in. Um, Charlie gets 
she she went to go fight and she gets hurt. Oh, yeah. She like takes her shirt off to like clean her wound yeah. and she has yeah. a, I'm I'm just this is a girl thing. She has on a bra and I'm like, how did she get a bra? Like who made a bra for her? <laughs> Where did she get this bra? Years, from? That thing all she grew worn out. <laughs> like uh, got real chicken wire. But that's wire a real question. Like she's like uh, you don't need this. <laughs> it fits me if you well. have no manufacturer to make bras, then what do women wear? You know I what I'm know. saying? <laughs> like. That's a that's a real girl issue. Whatever, make it work. They did it a long time ago. When right. The, when the pilgrims came to America. Right. So yeah. so then we have the helicopter. It finds a rebel base. Oof. It obliterates everybody that's in this building. And this is where the the group is going. Yep. So when they get there, of course, Nora is devastated because these are her people. Um, and they decide that they need to warn the headquarters for the rebels yeah. that, look, they're coming to kill you guys. So... Mm-hmm. Everybody splits up. They go to the base, but then um, Miles and Rachel say, hey, you know what? Rachel's got a friend who she worked with, and he's probably going to be able to help us, you know, get some power. So we're going to go there. So they split up. And at first, I wasn't okay with them splitting up because I was just kind of like... They always split up. I know. But then I wonder, (laughs) I I sometimes wonder, like, how long does it take y'all to find each other? I know. (laughs) They always, like, split up. And they say, you know, like, (laughs) 10 minutes in the episode, like, they're back together. I'm like... Right? Y'all do some quick traveling on a horse and buggy. And I'm just like, how close are you guys? It just seems that you guys always find each other. Yeah. No cell phone. No cell phone. No GPS. How would we survive if we did not have a cell phone to find people? Because, like you said, uh, Nora. Nora wanted to go down to the refugee headquarters down in Annapolis, Maryland. Like, keep in mind, they just walked from Philly to Westchester, New York, from Westchester down to Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah. How long like, of a walking. drive is that? I, that's too long. Too long. <laughs> I'm like, to walk, uh, it's like a few I'm taking the weeks. <laughs> right. A few weeks. And they just walk right up to the. They walk right up to the to the rebel base. Like they had Siri telling them where to go. <laughs> like, the internal like, Siri. Like, like, us. They just hey, but straight. you know the crazy thing about it, like when the helicopter first came to the first rebel base, is that you hear a foreign object. I mean, in my mind, I would think that okay, two things gonna happen. Either I'm gonna die, somebody gonna come rescue me. First of all, if I heard a helicopter or attempted to see a helicopter. I'm going for cover because I don't know who's getting off that helicopter or what's about to happen. Yeah. Sure. So when he kind of like pulled the board back and like just looked directly out and saw the helicopter, you deserve to die. You just deserve to die. But then again, once again, you have to it's remember the there's a shock. There's a level of shock here because yeah. these people have not seen this technology in years. So you're kind of like, what's going on? It's going to take you a second to be like, okay, there's a helicopter. Exactly. How is that even working? At the same time. That's electricity. And then, you know, and this guy's shooting you. You have to you play know. it safe, though. I'm that guy. I'm the guy in the back like, yeah, I'll be back All right, here. Larice, let's see what happens when we turn the lights off for 15 years. I'm in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this is where we have our first flashback. Yeah. Um, and it's a flashback of Rachel and Ben, who is uh, Charlie and Danny's father, having a debate about the experimental surgery for Danny when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and they they say they're going to go ahead and go with it because they feel like they have no other choice. And I think this flashback, it was kind of out of the blue. And so it, when I saw this, it made me go, okay, what's going to happen with Danny? Because... Yeah. Like, this is kind of a random flashback. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? it was. And I think it foreshadows something's going to happen with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, that's something that I got from that. But it also shows that they love their son so much. They were like, who cares how experimental this is? This is only shot, his only shot to live. Let's just go for it. You know what I mean? But uh, you know what, though? It's further in the episode that we can kind of revisit the whole, like, the surgery thing. And I wanted you to have some type of significance to it in the end. 
It does. We'll see. Ah, uh, now that dun, I think dun, about dun. it, uh, <laughs> we don't yes. want to. We don't want to. You know, I paid attention. But exactly like you said, yeah, they started setting up the whole the whole Danny thing because yeah. they mm-hmm. went from from her to to him talking to Charlie after that. Yes. Yeah. And so then here we go. It cuts over to Miles and Rachel. And they are, it's nighttime, they're camped out, and they are, this was weird for me because this is where we find out that Miles left Rachel at the Monroe camp. Yeah. And that was because he thought she was dead. Yes. And she has, I'm sure, a lot of resentment because she feels like he just left me. So now he's telling her, well, I didn't know you were alive. And then they get really close like they're about to kiss. I was thinking like, did it have some type of love affair? Right. It's like, it's Charlie, Miles' daughter. That's where oh I'm going gosh, with that. That's really? where I'm. That's where I'm thinking with that. That's I think it's thinking. more to the situation between Miles and Rachel because it's just like that moment, and just like how he kind of looks at her and how she kind of looks at him at times throughout this. It's like, do they have something other than hey, you know? You got to. Nora's yeah. starting to see that too. Nora's starting to see that as well. Yeah. And they're getting ready to go see John Sierra, the scientist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she kind of peeped that, and Charlie kind of peeped the. Uh, Kind of peep the interaction between Miles and Rachel. But I think they're still left. trying to figure out is it tension? Is it anger? Like, yeah. what's going on here? But I think it's going to be revealed soon enough that these people are. Dun, 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 who knows? Mm. Yeah. 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 But what I want to know is how do we reveal this podcast on iTunes? Um, for those who tune in to us today, make sure you go to iTunes and download an iTunes ca- um, app. For revolution, you can rate us. Rate us good. We always take a five. You tell a friend. Download the podcast so you can kind of listen and tune in with us. Also, yes, always do that. Go to iTunes.com in case you don't have iTunes. That helps. <laughs> um, so then, getting back into episode eleven, we have Major Neville with his son Jason. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I know that was something that was going to happen anyway because his son just kind of feels a certain way. He, his son really don't believe in what's going on right now yeah. because they're pretty much just like, hey, we're here to defend ourselves. But instead, we're killing everybody else, you know, to kind of to make sure that we stay in control. And his son, it's not the first time his son actually like rebelled against him. You know, the train incident, train incident. Mm-hmm. you know, so it's like even the incident when he kind of like brought him in front of um, um, Monroe, it's like. He really don't want to be part of it. He's like, I'm being forced to kind of be part of something that I really don't. I just yeah. want to kind of be like a kid. But even with that, that incident between, you know, <clears throat> him and his father, it was like, what happens next? Yeah, and they so they fight. And for a minute there, I really thought that Jason was going to do a little more to his father because I was really disappointed in that fight because his father creamed him. His, cop, his father beat the brakes off of him. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, Yo, I just don't feel right today. Right? Like, it's, and I'm like, Jason, where are your skills at? You are, like, way younger than your father. Your father taught you how to box. Like, back in the day, back a few episodes ago, his father was, like, showing him when he was younger how to fight. Jason, you can't fight your dad. Exactly. You never heard of that old man strength? Yeah, did you see what he was doing to that punching bag? You never heard of that old man strength. Okay, but I'm saying, so I just feel like Jason should have done a little more to fight his father. I thought that was a puny little fight. And so then, you know, and I think he, what sets him off to... 
to really rebel against his fathers because when they're scoping out the Annapolis rebel camp, yeah. they see Charlie. So his yeah. dad yeah. is like, oh, we really about to call this airstrike. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's my girl. I love her. Deep down inside. So then, I mean, I guess he, he really feels deeply enough about um, this cause and Charlie to yeah. fight his father and basically be like excommunicated. Yes. Like, you're dead. Don't ever come back home is what his father told him. It's kind of harsh. That's that harsh. harsh. But at the same time, you look at it like when he actually sees um, Charlie in the woods and he kind of like let her know like, hey, you know, the rep, the um, Moreau is coming. The militia is coming. They're going to get the helicopter yeah, and everything. Hours. And she's like, okay, you can't go with me. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you go, but you got to get out of here. You know, so it's kind of like Jason's kind of getting pushed around. And I want to kind of see when he kind of reappears in, the, in with, throughout the episode. We kind of see like whose side, who side will he take? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think I think he's going to, um, I think I'm a f- in next week's episode or, or when they were showing what's coming up, um, they show that he's actually going to join the Rebels. I don't know if that's in the um, trailer that was shown at WonderCon, which we'll talk about later, okay. or if that was actually um, what they showed for the next episode. But okay. either way, he does. Okay. He ends up joining them. It's a little spoiler tip. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Stay tuned, fans. Stay tuned. Okay, so now we've got Rachel and Miles. We're, we're back at, at the scene with them, and they're at John's house, and John is a co-worker, an old co-worker of Rachel's, and he tells them that he's been working on some, like, uh, just a couple of toys, some and then we see he's got like, He got, like, a military right. downstairs. Technology. Yeah. And he's got this little sonic <clears throat> boom thing, and he's like, yeah, it knocks anyone out that it's pointed to, and he knocks them out, because he tells them that he's working for Randall. Randall. Yeah. The scary Randall. So then, you know, so they come back to and he tells them that he, uh, Randall has Grace, yeah. who we remember from a few episodes ago. She also had a pendant. Yes. Um, and so that he's going to turn, he's already called Randall. And he's going to turn them into Randall. And, you know, Rachel is like mortified. She is yeah. scared. So because like she's more scared than she was when she was with Monroe. Exactly. Because she revealed the plan to him. She told them, you know, with with his power, with his energy. They can get those guns. They can get that high power machinery to the rebels, and now they have a, uh, a fighting chance against Moreau. Yeah. So she, you know, she told him all that information, and then he goes out there, hits him with the sonic boom. Next thing you know, they're all tied up. Yeah. Her plan, you know, her plan's out the out the bag. Now. But it's like everybody is so scared of this guy named Randall. I mean, I don't think I'll be scared of him. I mean, because you look at it, he has a pendant. I have a pendant. <laughs> I have weapons. You have weapons. I know, but he's not. He's like gathering all the pendants up because now he has his pendant. He has Grace's pendant, and obviously he's got John in the bag. So he's yes. got John's pendant. John's that's three pendants pendant right now. Yeah. So that's a little scary. And and so of course Miles, as crafty and MacGyver like as he is, he's like twists like I like twists like twists his hands. He gets out and um, he like knocks John, John out completely, and then he asks. Uh, Rachel, who is Randall? She's like, you don't want to know. We don't need to stick around to find out. So then they get the the heck out of there. And I think that that makes me a little more scared of like, what is Randall up to that you are that perturbed and like that shaken up by him, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, but she reveals in the end why she's kind of like that scared and so. 
And then the scene cuts to Randall and Grace. And Grace is now fixing an elevator. <laughs> and he's like, you know, tr- they've got to get, they're in a tower. They've got to get down to, to level, level 12. 12. Level 12. Why level is level 12? Why do y'all think level 12 is so important? I, get, I think it's, it's probably like part of the Department of Defense. And that's probably have like more of the technology down yes. there to kind of get the power back on. That's what I'm thinking. Cause anything like 12 stories below. I think it's something very important down there. Something that can help harness the energy, you know, greater, you know, yeah. have more of a, an effect. Weapons right now, weapons are cool. They have the weapons they need right now. So going yeah. down 12, you know, 12 flights, 12 stories, you know, you're not going to go do that, you know, for a nuclear bomb. You have the best weapons already. You're looking for something energy, yeah. you know, energy-based, something that can take the, the, the limited energy that you have now and turn it into something greater. Yeah. That's what I feel. I know. That is a little, I don't know, it's a little scary. I think that whatever is, because he's working so hard to get down there. And yes. I think when they find out what's in there, that has, whatever is on level 12 is going to change the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to change, because he's worked very hard to find these people and to make sure that he can have his team of scientists and engineers <laughs> so they can get down to this level. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be important. And then. Then we see um, Major Neville telling Monroe that he his son is dead and that they're getting they found Annapolis. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're going to they're gonna have an airstrike and they're yeah. gonna kill everybody in the rebel camp. Everybody. And I think when he lies and tells Monroe that his son is dead, I think that's gonna come back to bite him in the butt. It is. I think it's more just like dead to him. But he didn't say that. He said his son was dead. dead. Like, he's gone. Like, he no longer lives. I mean, but you got to kind of, I mean, well. But he, but he, he said he died, in the, he died in the fight. That's what he said. Yeah, because yeah. he was, Monroe saw that he was shaking up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, his, his usual self. So that's why when he asked him, he, he had to play it off to say that, you know, his son died. But at the same time, we always see stories like this where you say someone's dead and, and then they come, they come back. back. Right. And so that's setting it up for, you know, maybe later on in the season. But that's going to be awesome. I don't know. And I think Sebastian is very, he's already um, on edge and he doesn't really trust people Guys because the only person on. he trusted was Miles. Was Miles. And Miles is gone. Yeah. Exactly. So twice. now he's like, you know. I think if if Jason comes back and it's shown that oh you're not dead, I yeah. think Major Neville's gonna be in some serious crap. Yes. I think it's already been like a trust issue between the two of them anyway from yeah. previous episodes because of the sun. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then we go back to the Rebel HQ and uh, Charlie tells everybody, "Hey, the choppers are coming. What are we gonna do?" So now they're regrouping and they are getting ready to fight. And now when they do this, I'm like, you guys don't stand a chance. I'm so sorry. Y'all better uh, run. But I'm glad Miles said that, though. Miles <laughs> right? had to kind of call him out, let him know, like, you guys are used to dying. Like. Yes, in episode 12, he tells <laughs> them that, uh, yeah. That's good. I mean, that's, that's, but that's very important because, you know, they, I think the, the thing that you can see, though, they have heart. Yeah. They have heart. And they're really like, we're going to, we're going to do as much as we can. We're not just going to be some cowards and run away, which is what I would do. I'm sorry. We already Me know. against a chopper, we're I'm just, out. We already know. You, you can be a farmer. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just a simple farmer. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think at the same time, I think what it is is that they just feel like, hey, why should we get up and just run? Because we really don't have nothing to lose but our lives. You know, we, we don't have power. We barely have like all of our all of all of our rebel camps are actually being attacked right now. So what else can we do? We should if we're gonna fight, we might go out with the fight. And that's the type of person I would be. Also, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, let's kind of get up and just move on. Yeah. But 
you know, you just kind of go out with the fight. But at the same time, I wouldn't be one of those people who just pitch up, pick up a pitchfork and like, let's kill them, and they got guns. Like, oh, wait, let's let's talk this out first. Hey, but, hey, but you know, the funny out, thing, though, like, like the commander um, at the rebel camp, he was like, who want to be on the front line? Uh, but no, but, but Nora, Danny, Charlie, they all raise your hand like, like yes. uh, If y'all don't put your hands down. Uh, <laughs> so y'all ready. So then, die exactly. <laughs> so then they, here comes the fight. There's two helicopters against all these people and their guns. And, you know, then just in the nick of time, Miles and Rachel come back with these heavy, heavy, heavy duty. Mach- what is it? Uh, missile- Rocket launcher. Rocket, Rocket launcher. There, there you go. Rocket launchers, and they, um, as as Miles is trying to hit one of these these copters, because of course one of them has the amplifier, not yeah. both. So he's trying to figure out which one it is. When he's getting ready to shoot it, the other one shoots at him, and he goes flying. Yeah, as always. As yeah. always, and Impact. so of course, and he's okay. He's okay, know, and right? everybody's checking on him. And so, what does Danny do? Danny tries to be heroic, and he grabs the he rocket launcher. He does. You know what? Before that, let's talk about the conversation him and his sister had when she was like, "Hey, you know." I think you should sit this one out. Why is that the other person always got to be like, no, I'm no, not going to do it. Like, and it's like, again, it kind of build up to like the whole hospital scene where you was like, oh, something's going to happen to Danny. And, you know, again, it's another one. Like, Danny, sit this one out. But he's like, no, you did enough for me already. This is what I'm going to do. In I'm going to fight. In a way, she kind of disrespected them, though, because she told them, you know, you can help with the wounded. I know. Right? Like, it was I'm like, 18 uh, years old. I'm a grown man. I'm not helping with the wounded. Is he 18 or is he like 16? He's 18. Know, he's like, 18. But you know what? I think also, I think Danny has been babied a lot of his life because he was a sickly child. True. And because his sister, you know, his sister was told, make sure you watch your brother. And she had to watch over him. Like, there was a flashback where he was having an asthma attack when they were asleep. So she's like, okay, just breathe, just breathe. And yeah. I think his whole life, he's kind of been babied. So, sure. you know, as most little brothers are, you know, he's kind of handicapped because everybody in his family has kind of coddled him. So yeah. now he's like, you know what? I, it's He wants to step out on his own. He wants to do something great. So he's like, I'm going to do this. And, you know, he's like, I got to fight. So she, what can she say then? Of course, she's being the big protective sister that she's always been. But, you know, she can't really say anything. So yeah. it's really sad when it's very heroic, heroic and and very martyr-like for him to sh- take the the rocket launcher to shoot at the helicopter. But you can see some of his immaturity in his youth because once he shoots the helicopter down like, and the other one goes down, like, he stands like, there. Yo, I did it! <laughs> he stand- and that's what I was like, run, Danny, run! Run, Danny, run! Go, go! Like, I'm, I did it! He stands there, so of course this helicopter is spinning around and they shoot him Got and him. he's dead. Got him. Yeah. I just, I believe that he died though I re- I didn't think that that was I'm like oh he's gonna be okay but then I saw those four bullet wounds out the back he, like, yeah, uh, he got shot like four times I mean you look at the size of those bullets those are big bullets yeah 50 cows <laughs> it's uh, over back then he's done. no medical staff oh yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean limited medical <laughs> staff like we can put a band-aid on like, you right. but did you think they were gonna kill him this soon on the show no no nah, not no, really no. That was a surprise. The only time they're going to use him now is flashbacks. That's all he's got. Yeah. The mom or the sister probably flashback to him. Yeah, that's that's it for him. So then we see that, um, you know, they're kind of sitting around like, I cannot believe he's dead. And and Charlie's like, I think Charlie's whole mode has changed. She is now a killer. My favorite Charlie. Killer. (laughs) I think she's just kind of numb to everything now. Yeah. Good. Because season one, I I wanted to throw a brick at her. Why did she want to save her brother? She She was so soft. She was. Like, she would not listen. Hard. She would not listen. We gotta kill him. We gotta kill him. No. Why you? What, what, what Charlie, stay here. Do? They say no. Charlie's like gone. Gone. 
Like, so right. so she, she should have killed all of those people. Yes. She has a heart. That's part of her humanity. I think that's a good thing about her. Well, she doesn't have a heart anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she said, we're going to be a rebel, and we're going to kill them all. Like, bang, right. bang. She had, me, she had me pumped right there. And I said, okay, this is the Charlie that I can see myself liking. Woo. I'm already seeing myself like Rachel a little bit, even though she abandoned her kids. Which I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, we don't know the entire story. Okay, yet. we don't know the entire story. But she it's did still for a unfolding. reason. It's still unfolding. But Rachel kind of got on my nerves at first, but then she came around when she stabbed the, the, the doctor, and you know, she, she's this brilliant woman. She's probably the most viable piece right now. Her she and is. Lyles are the two most viable pieces for the rebels right now. Yeah. But this is definitely Charlie's top moment of I, of, yeah. of the the show. And she's grown. Yes. You can see from the beginning of the season, she's uh, kind of this docile girl. Yes. Kind, you know, she's very strong-willed, but she's she's not really sure what to do. Now she's a grown woman. She yeah. is a woman. She is on a, yeah. she has a plan, a mission. The first half of the season, she was trying to find her brother. The second half, she's you know avenging her brother's death. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot more out of her um, over the next several episodes to the end of the season, where she kind of plays like a real um, key part. And the whole development of the revolution. Yeah. And and so after that, we see that um, back at the, the Monroe headquarters, mm-hmm. there's a guy that comes in and says, hey, there's somebody that wants to visit you. In a and cutlass. In a cutlass. I know, right? Can we get a truck or something? Like, 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 all cutlass. the cars, he's in a cutlass Sierra. Like, he was like, I know, right? He's like, cutlass Sierra. Like, so, of course, Monroe's like, okay. yeah, all right. I guess I'll see him. And it's Randall. And Randall's like, yes. you know, the question is, oh, Monroe says, how can I help you? And, and Randall says, the question is, how can I help how you? I help and you? so now we've got these two bad guys on the same team, and I'm worried. Like, I'm worried. But you know what? I think what's going to happen is is that Randall going to use Monroe to basically to fight the rebel forces to help him get down to level um, level 12, and then he gonna end up like turning on him because there's no way Randall has like all this knowledge of what's going on, and he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna give everything to you, you know, I just want to help you. I think he's kind of used that reverse psychology. He's like, oh, true, okay, be my puppet, true. but in, in in the end, I'm gonna be the man. I'm gonna be the guy who's running every, everything else. Because it's still like. Geeks still have to be geeks. If you're a technology guy, you still have to be a technology guy. If you're a soldier, you still have to be a soldier. Because in this point, you need the electricity or you need the power to to supply the helicopters and the militia and and that situation. So alliances have to be formed. And now that Randall's in in, in the equation, it's Randall and Monroe versus Miles and Rachel now. That's the way I see it, you know? Now this is about to get interesting. I mean, because you look at it, it's like two scientists and two military men. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be the brains versus the brawn. We'll see what happens with that. And then, of course, it cuts to Rachel at the very end, and she's crying over Danny's dead body. And then she cuts him open and takes out this blinking light. Blinking light. This blinking. So, I guess that's what was inserted into his body during this experimental surgery. Mm -hmm. So, the question is what is this light and what is it for? I wonder if that had, like, more of the information of why the world kind of went out of power and this blinking light could be like a chip to restore the world with power. I think power. so. It would be like a pacemaker or something. What type of surgery was he going in for? <laughs> I think Obviously. it had something to do with his heart. So it had to be something with heart. So if it's the heart, it, it has to be something in there that can, you know, jump it, jump the heart, keep be some sort of energy for the heart yeah. to keep it going. But she cut it right out of his hip. No, she cut it on his side. Oh, she did it was like it was kind of okay. high. Okay. It, was on his it was on his right, right side, side though. Okay. 
So who knows what that is? But I mean, we'll see. But I, I, I think that's a good, I, a good point that it might help turn the power back I mean, on. Keep it's been fifteen years and it's still blinking. Yeah, yeah. So. And here's the other thing. So Randall, I guess Randall doesn't know that he's dead because Randall was the one that helped them. Remember, get the surgery. He was the one that bumped him up on the list. If you remember in the old episodes, oh, so yeah. they, they, that's why they agreed to work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to get this surgery. So I wonder if Randall knows about this little blinking light that was in Danny's body. He has to. Because otherwise, when they captured, when they when they got Rachel, he would have killed her or something right there. They need her alive. They don't necessarily need Miles alive anymore. Miles can be <coughs> shot at will. But Rachel is the most important person on the Rebels uh, organization right now. But I think Miles actually have a, a knowledge of what's really kind of going on. True. You know, because I don't think he's, like, left in the dark. I just think he's not saying a lot. Because a lot of information was shared uh, to Miles, you know, in the beginning, you know, through his brother. But it's like... He knows a lot, but he's just not saying a lot. That's true. He's just kind of, again, he's just kind of taking that neutral role, like, throughout the whole, like, previous 10 episodes. And now it's just like, okay, well, I got to kill Monroe because, you know, he killed Danny. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. So that's where season, I mean, excuse me, episode 11 leaves off. Episode 11. Episode 11. So episode 12 starts off. They're burying Danny. There's not a lot of tears. At this point, I think these people are just tired, and they are, re- they are like, so numb and amped to kill Monroe and, yeah. and his camp that they're just like, they have no more tears left. They don't cry. So then uh, Miles says that he's joining the Rebels, and he kind of scolds them and says, you know, this is why you guys have been losing. This is why, you know, we're going to, in order to win, we're going to have to get my old team back. Yeah. And that includes who he says, Jim Hudson, who's played by Malik Yoba. Yeah. And, um... So he and Nora agree to to go find Jim, and Jim and, and Nora even says to him like he might kill you, <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, you're right, he yeah, might kill yeah. me. So it's interesting to see like what's going to happen with them. So then they go on this hunt to find Jim, and the process a guy overhears where they're going, and then tells a rubble, excuse me, tells one of the Monroe. No leaders yeah. oh he's going to Culpeper, Virginia and they are going to find Jim and still gets killed and he's still why did he tell him because you know why he, he just felt exactly I'm like he what are you going to do with Which, diamonds though What? that's what I'm saying I guess you can barter them for other things but other than that I don't understand why it's you would crazy. even they're going to kill you why do you not know that you know what I'm saying yeah. yeah so they go and they go to Culpeper, Virginia they find him and they decide that it's definitely they they see Jim in the library and Jim has a new name. His Henry. New name. Henry. 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 And he claims to Henry. not know them. <laughs> yeah. So for some reason he doesn't want to know them. At all. Yeah, I think it's more so because now he has this new form life and everything, whereas that he wanna kinda forget his past. You know, anybody who kinda have like a troubling past or kinda did a lot of hurtful things, like let me kinda like revamp my life. Let me kinda <clears throat> rename myself, be this perfect person so that people can accept me for who I am. Just like Miles was a bartender, you know? Right. Yeah. They, they called Miles in Chicago at the bar. Now Henry's a librarian. All right. Interesting. But fun fact. Culpeper, Culpeper, Virginia is actually 30 minutes away from where I went to high school at in Charlottesville, Virginia. We used to play Culpeper High School. <laughs> and they used to beat us pretty bad. So oh, when I heard well. Culpeper, Virginia, I really got into this episode because, you know, they're that's, right there yeah. in v, VA, Virginia. And I think that's a good thing, too. Yes. Shout out to all the writers here for Revolution because yeah, yeah. I think it's a really good thing that they incorporate all these little towns in yeah. the U.S. because it makes people go, oh, my gosh, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know about that little town because they they say a, they throw a lot like Noblesville, Indiana. Yeah. Like that's a, a small little place outside of Indianapolis. <laughs> and so a, a lot of I think that's a good thing. It, it draws people in yeah. um, on another level. 
But um, what I was going to say is that now we see that Randall and Monroe are now buddy-buddy, but Randall kind of insults Monroe. Insults him. He, he kind of tells him, like, you know, he kind of puts him in his place a little bit. Yeah. But he's but he tells him that, you know, he's got the ability to give Monroe an entire continent. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't have to kiss her, but I don't have to be afraid of you. I can help you. So Again, it's, it's the whole thing goes back to, like, he's using Monroe yeah. to, like, to get a bigger, it's a bigger picture. You know, it's like, oh, let me just kind of put my puzzles together. But, you know, when you see the final picture, it's like, I'm going to be in charge of everything. Because he'll give Monroe a continent. I'll give you enough energy to take over a continent. Then I'll go over to another continent and give somebody enough energy for this continent. I yeah. control the whole entire world. Right. Because, I don't answer yeah. to anybody. I'll be that guy. So what's up with these science guys trying to take over the world? When they can just easily get beat up. Right? It's the but brain. I mean, knowledge is it's power. But I think every, everybody needs them, though, because, like, right now, just to a point that without the scientists, we have nothing. 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 You know, we have yeah. Megan in the farm. Oh, oh hold yeah, on. We need to eat. Everybody got to eat just, now. Just everybody got to eat. He, okay. he would like to shave, though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he would like to shave. <laughs> so then we go and we see Charlie's coming back from this raid. As I was saying earlier, she's yeah. like, Beat up. <laughs> she's bleeding. Her mom wants to help her, and she's like, "No!" And her mom slaps the bejesus out of her. What? It looks I, like a Medea movie. It, right I was just, I, and I was happy though because that is the first time from here before now. Rachel seems kind of like a mother who is not very. I mean, she hasn't been there, so she's felt very guilty. But yeah. now she's like, "Hold on, wait a minute! I." birthed you. Yeah. I went through all those labor hours. Pretty like much. I'm your mother. Regardless of what you think, don't you ever talk to me like that and smacks her. But then I wish she would have stood her ground after she smacked her. <laughs> Always. And and said, no, no, you come back here and talk. And she just kind of was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it just happened. It's just like one of the things to kind of put Charlie in her place. But at the end, Charlie still is like her old woman right now. Like, yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't want to argue with you. So I'm just going to kind of walk away from the situation. But then kind of tells in to Randall, you know, when they like, oh, well, they, they hear the siren. Yeah. Like, what is the siren for? And then they have like the militias coming down like army tanks. And they're like, yeah. uh, what happened? Because um, Rachel sees that the two medallions are lit up. Yeah. And, and Aaron tells her, like, oh, that's happened before. And she was like, no, that doesn't happen. So, of course, she's now like, okay, it must be Randall. And she goes into uh, destruction mode. So now she's, like, finding acid. She's trying yeah. to pull this stuff together yep. to destroy these two medallions. And then she opens them up, and they're, like, USBs. And Aaron's like, what's on these USBs, these flash drives? <laughs> I think he got a little happy being a tech guy. Yeah. yeah. These are flash drives. Are flash yeah. Drives. Like, what's on there? So, so yeah. Yeah, so we have um, the Randall and company moving in to try to get Rachel or get the he's medallion. Tra- he's tracking the medallion. He's tracking, he's tracking the, medallions. the medallion. So, of course, she gets rid of them, but they're already there. Um, but the good thing was, I think that the rest of the rebel camp was able to leave. Yeah. yeah. However, yeah. now you got these three still stuck in there. As and, always. As always. And so they're trying to escape. And I think this is where we first see Charlie be a stone cold killer. She kills two of these yeah. These uh, Monroe people easily. Yeah, she doesn't bat an eyelash. I think her mindset now is just like it's either you gonna die or I'm, gonna, I'm gonna die. die. So now it's like I have my mom. I just lost my brother. Aaron's just kind of a guy who's just hanging around. But at the same time, it's like either you're gonna die or I'm gonna die. If not, you're gonna kill me or take me captive again. And I don't want to kind of go through that whole torture thing um, with the Monroe. So 
I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna yeah. kill you. And she picked up a big gun, a very, very big gun, very <laughs> big. She powerful. Growing to her own now. But, See, and then she gets a crossbow to Aaron here. here. <laughs> but another cool thing was the flashback to where we get to know so much about Mar- uh, not Mar- Randall. Randall's character, Randall. how his his son died in the Afghan war. Yeah, and uh, you know he's a he's the assistant secretary of the uh, Department of Defense. Exactly. And he's Rachel's boss. So now we have now we know why he wants Rachel so bad. Now he yeah. knows why he wants to, you know, round up all these scientists so bad, and we get, you know, we get information on his character, yeah, and what makes him this this evil, quiet. So you because know, I think his character, like with him and Rachel, and they pretty much develop this, you know, hey, let's develop these pendants because yeah. you never know what might happen. Mm-hmm. So so he kind of got like, hey, I need Rachel, I need my other scientists, but <clears> at the same time, he's like, it's something bigger. On level twelve, yeah. then he's pendant. Yeah. yeah, and and I think we're gonna see that coming up um, here shortly because he tells her he he says on the intercom, you know, I don't I don't need those little I don't need that jewelry. Mm-hmm. I need your big brain though. Yes. Yeah. And so of course, you know, they're running through the hospital and they get separated and they do capture Rachel. Yeah. But Charlie's not about to lose her mom again. again. So she here she is <laughs> shooting at them. She's shooting. She misses. I don't know how she didn't hit her mom. Because <laughs> I yeah. thought for a second she was just kind of blindly shooting. Like, she's going to kill her mom. She's a sniper. Big, right? Comes so she, she retrieves her mom and they run away, which is a really good thing. Um, but, of course, Randall, is he's he's up to no good. And we see a flashback yeah. of him um, with the Department of Defense. Now, before we saw when his son died, now he's telling Ben and um, Rachel. Rachel. You guys have a month to get this thing together, this weapon together. It does if you don't get it together, like somebody else will. Yes. Yeah. You got a month. And they're like, "No, can we have like 6 months, 10 months? We need more time to make sure that we can keep it contained." And he's like, yeah. "No. Cuz we more soldiers are going to die if we don't get this thing working in a month." So then you see where now you know where the anger comes from because when his son, son died. Dies. And then you also know <clears throat> now he's like amped more than ever. We got to start killing people in Afghanistan because they killed my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's going to play a major role in it, um, and I think that's why he's so like we got to fix so this. Bitter, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but he's right though. He he's so right. If we don't find a, if we don't find the way to get this 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 machine done, this weapon done, somebody else is. But you take the burden of being that bad guy for developing it, you know. Because your your team, you're the guy who's the leader whose team develops this 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 weapon of mass destruction or whatever. But if you don't, somebody else is. So, like, how are you? Like, I, I have the struggle to see if he's really a bad guy or, you know, or what. Sound like the U.S. Sound like the U.S. Which it is. Don't get us. Don't get us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so then we go back to Jim and we go back to um, Nora and Miles and they're yeah. at, back in Culpeper and they're able to um, they fight off <laughs> this, this kill squad that yeah. has come to oh. find. Miles, and I'm surprised the three of them take on and kill everybody, and and Jim even like kills the dude, hacks the dude to death that tries to kill his wife. Yeah, yeah, right there. that's strong, man. Oh yeah. yeah, because he he saw he saw uh, Jim Hudson look up at the wife who was looking at him throughout the uh, the window. Yeah, he walks up there while he's fighting, he's about to kill her. Jim Hudson comes up there and cuts him up. So. 
the wife's looking at him like, who is this man? Right. There's a stranger in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it right. is, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm really sad about that because now he says to Miles, you ruined my life twice now. Yeah. You've done, you know, before when we were uh, when we were with Monroe, Monroe, we set everything up. You were supposed to kill him. And you, left and you didn't. And you left us holding the bag. So he's mad about that. And then, of course, now he's like, now I, the one thing that I love, my wife no longer wants anything to do with me. So I have no choice. I have to go with you. So he, Miles get, gets what he wants. He basically, he's, basically, he's building another army to basically to fight Monroe. And it's sad at the cost, though. It is a sad cost. It is, but it's life. Yes. It's life, especially, you know, it's, it's a noble cause for back yes. then. Yeah. So then they get back to the camp. Um, they join up with everybody else. And, of course, uh, Charlie apologizes to her mother for being such a brat. And then you also see a softer side of Miles because he's he's kind of, you know, he's happy. Yeah. yeah. He sees them. It touches him. And Nora grabs his hand. So I think there's going to be a little live fist going on there. I think so. Yes. And then the other thing about that is um, it ends. Well, we'll say... There's a flashback the night of the blackout. Yeah. And we see Randall, and, and they're getting ready to execute this weapon of mass destruction. And they're like, are you sure? The, the person in the tower says, are you sure? And he's like, yes, tower, execute. Execute. Dun, dun, dun. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot happening over the next <clears throat> couple of episodes with the tower and just kind of like <clears throat> Miles and Jim just kind of building their whole army <clears throat> to fight against Monroe. So I, it's, I think it's going to be great. I'm glad yeah. to see his back. And... Can't wait to watch next week. Right. And then it ends, of course, with Aaron asking Rachel what's going to happen. What's, you know, like, you got to tell me what's going on. She said, okay, I'll tell you everything I know. I'll tell you everything. And there's this place called the Tower. And it ends like that. So now we get to see what the tower, what's going to happen with the tower. Yeah. See how instrumental that is. They have to get their, they have to get their little army, their rebel, their rebel group organized before they get to level 12. Yes. Yeah. Before they get to so level they, 12. So they're up against the clock. They have to, yeah. Yep. And then you got to think about how, travel time. Where is the tower? How long do they have to walk? <laughs> right. Can we get there by right. wagon, by horse? Right. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know. <laughs> right. But, 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 we'll go into that. We got some quick news and gossip, though, we do need to talk about. Quick news and gossip. TV news. So the group was at WonderCon 2013 this past weekend. The whole entire crew, <clears throat> staff, yeah. cast, and they revealed a couple of things that is going to happen. So here's some spoilers that I'm sure all the fans would want to know. Aaron comes face to face with Priscilla, the wife he left. Really? Uh, mm. Wow. Bet you didn't know that. And wow. we found it, find out that Miles and Bass... Uh, were teenagers and they had a love triangle with Annie Wershing, who's on 24, if you watch that show. And we'll see why Floor 12 is so important. Hmm. And we also get a look at the Georgia Federation. 24's Leslie Hope is the president of the Georgia Federation. Really? Wow. And their life is so different. They have a mall. That's what I'm really? saying. Like, you really yes. don't have too much of anything besides, like, the Monroe Federation. Because oh, you don't yes. hear nothing about the California or the Southern Federation. And they talked about the California Federation. Yeah. Governor Affleck? I wonder if Affleck. it's Ben. Affleck. I wonder if it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, so the biggest news is that next week's episode, they will reveal exactly why the blackout occurred. Wow. Wow. Well, Waiting for that. Ratings, though? In ratings, actually, it's kind of a bummer right now for ratings because the ratings for the second episode actually declined. Oh, no. They went down three-tenths, which is actually a series low for them. Every every show ever, 
and with with the show Revolution. Wow. Uh, they were down to six point six million, and but they still led the ten o'clock the ten o'clock division. All shows that came okay. on at ten o'clock. So, a lot of things could attribute to <laughs> March Madness that's going on right now. You know the big games that that are being played, no. but. Come on, people. You got to watch this yes. show. So Keep we need y'all, people. Tell your friends, <laughs> tell your family. <laughs> please watch Revolution watch on Revolution. Monday night. Revolution. Yes. And where can they find you really quickly? They can find me on Twitter at Coached Athlete, Instagram, The Coached Athlete. But like I said, it has nothing to do with Revolution. <laughs> <right now. laughs> and you can find me at Larisha Mara and TruePeoplesMedia.com. All right. And I'm Megan Thomas. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.